Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth, for God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble, therefore we will not fear. For as a father has mercy upon his children, so the Lord has mercy upon those who fear him, and as a mother comforts her child, so the Lord will comfort you. I am the resurrection and the life, says the Lord. Those who believe in me, though they were dead, yet shall they live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Let us begin our worship. God, your love for us is everlasting, and you alone can turn the shadow of death into the brightness of the morning light. Help us then to turn to you with believing hearts, and in the stillness of this hour, speak to us of eternal things, so that hearing the promises of Scripture, we may have hope and be lifted above our distress into the light and peace of your presence, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We're here this morning for many different reasons. We're here, first of all, to express our sorrow. Phyllis Brooks once said that we do not want to lose our grief because our grief is bound up with our love. 
and we could not cease to mourn without being robbed of our affections. So we're here to express our sorrow for one that we have so loved and who has been in the journey with us is no longer here and we feel her very certain absence. We're also here to receive comfort. We are gathered together with family and with friends and we are together in the midst of the spirit and we seek to receive comfort from one another and from God's presence and to know that God is here in the midst of the absence, filling us with his presence. We're also here to give thanks. We are here to give thanks to God for the good and gracious gift that we received in Barbara and for all the many ways that she has touched our lives and the certain imprint she put upon us and upon this world by her presence here. So we're here to give thanks for a life well lived and we rejoice with uh, all of creation to know that she has been a part of our story. We're here perhaps maybe most of all to rejoice because the promise of the gospel is that life does not end with death, that in Jesus Christ we are assured of life eternal. And so we rejoice today that our dear sister has now gone to receive that peace which passes all understanding, that she is in communion with God and with those whom she's loved in this life. And so we rejoice to know that she has that great peace. So let us turn to hearing the word of scripture as it comes to us from the Old and New Testaments as we reflect upon this very sacred moment. First, the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. For surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And then these words from Ecclesiastes. For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to throw away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war, a time for peace, what gain had the workers from their toil? I've seen the business that God has given to everyone to be busy with, and he's made everything suitable for its time. And these words that come to us from the Gospel of John, words of Jesus the night before his own death, and he says, let not your hearts be troubled, believe in God, believe also in me, for in my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you, and when I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and I will take you to myself, that where I am you may be also. 
and you know the way where I am going. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. These things I've spoken to you while I'm still with you, but the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, and neither let them be afraid. And then finally, these words from the book of Revelation. I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling of God is with people. He will dwell with them and they shall be his people and God himself will be with them. And he will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. And he who sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. May the Lord bless to us an understanding of this, his holy word. I'd like to invite John Zeller to come forward to share some remembrances. John, one of Barbara's two sons. Good morning. John 14, 1, 2. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would you have told me, would you have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? As we mourn with great sorrow and miss our mother today, we're comfort, comforted in knowing that Barbara is in heaven. Thank you for joining us in this celebration of life from my mother, Barbara Zeller. Our mother led an amazing life of 94 years. With many hardships, successes, and celebrations. My name is John, and I'm her youngest son, or as she would say her favorite, Wisconsin son. Mother, it's a simple word, yet when each letter is studied, we can see my mother's qualities and her beliefs. M. Our mother was the matriarch of our family. Three marks of a matriarch are love, understanding, and grace. Mom was the oldest Estes and the eldest Zeller, and we have much to celebrate of her life. Our family, although small, was held together by my mother. Her eldest son, David, her favorite, Florida son, his wife, Melinda, the daughter she got the easy way, her granddaughter, Kelsey, her husband, Alan, her great-granddaughter, or Kelsey and Alan's daughter, Kinsley, are all here today. To them, I need to say a heartfelt thank you.
excuse me, for being physically close and then ensuring that mom was taken care of. It's harder than I thought. Her many visits with you, her frequent phone calls, gave her great joy. My wife, Monica, the other daughter she got the easy way, is here with us today. And join us virtually her mom's step-grandchildren, Chelsea, her husband, Kyler, Allison and her husband, Justin, and Spencer and his fr special friend, Haley. Also virtually are some of her cousins, including Zach and Jerry. As the matriarch of this group, mom loved each of you dearly and cherished every contact, every visit, and every call. She understood that each of you are unique, and she wishes you the most happiness and success in your lives. Oh, our mother was organized. 1 Corinthians 14, 33. God is a God of peace and not disorder. Being organized will bring calmness and peace into your families. If you ever visited with my mother, you know that there was a calmness about her. She lived by a motto that everything has a place and everything was in its place. We often talked about getting her help in cleaning and she would say, why? I'm gonna have the house clean before the person arrives. And I truly believe she would have done that. Mom did extensive research into our family history and both Dave and I have received books she prepared with family photos and stories of our long deceased relatives, many of whom we never met. Their memories live on through her organized efforts. In looking through these books, one thing that stands out is that not, mom was not fond of being in front of the camera. So many of the pictures we have don't always include her, our family cameraman. T, our mother was a teacher. Proverbs 31:26. She opens her mouth with wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She taught many people. As an educator, a guidance counselor, and a dean of students, she touched many lives. She probably doesn't know the number of lives she helped or impacted in a positive manner over the years. Mom was always there for Dave and I with a word of encouragement to celebrate our successes and to hold us up and support us when we failed. As a young child, she instilled values in us. To this day, Dave and I continue to practice the wisdom and the teachings that she has taught us, and we share them with our families. One thing Mom insisted on was that no one ate dinner alone in our home. With Dave and my sports schedules, dinner time was often three different times in our house. She would make sure that our dinner was fresh, it was hot, and was never, ever eaten alone. It was always within the company of herself or my father. This is something that as our children grew up was practiced in our homes as well. 
H. Our mother was helpful. Mom gave of herself and gained great comfort in giving others joy. Mom would send Dave and I articles from the newspaper that she thought would be important to us in our lives. Mom always had a stack of birthday cards and would remember birthdays of her friends and relatives. She loved to sew, to quilt, and to do needlepoint. Often babies were welcomed by the quilt she made. People in need would receive one of her many lap throws that she would make, and the Presbyterian Women's Shelter received many blankets, throws, and bibs that she would sew. She was always helping others, and when she gave these items, she took great pride and joy in seeing others enjoy her hobby. E, our mother was enthusiastic. Mom was enthusiastic about many things, yet important to her was learning. I was in high school when she completed her doctoral thesis in education. But the learning for her never stopped. After retiring, she spent several years here in Sarasota participating in the classroom on wheels. She learned about many social causes, educational opportunities, and culture activities that Sarasota had to offer. She would enthusiast, she was, sorry. She was enthusiastic about helping her friends, her colleagues, and her peers. Mom participated in many activities here at the Church of the Palms, from Stephen Ministries to Women's Circles, and she would enthusiastically share her experience with others. R. Our mother was religious. Hebrews 11.6. And without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. My mother was a woman of deep faith. She grew up in a family that was religious, and she maintained that faith throughout her entire life. She was not only faithful on Sunday, but she lived her faith daily, even when human eyes were not upon her, as she believed and she knew that God would see all. Those of you from the Church of the Palms know of her and my father's passion for starting the Memorial Garden, at which she will rest in peace with my father. Mom was on the session. She was active in leading and participating in women's circles and served on the search committee for new pastor. She regularly attended the traditional service and the contemporary services. She could often be found in the front row of the singing Christmas tree, which she enjoyed. The last few years, she wasn't able to attend service regularly in person. However, she faithfully watched the live stream service on television. She would say that hearing her pastor's sermon and the choir sing gave her great comfort and felt like she was actually here. Mother, a simple word for a wonderful person. All of us have a mother. Our family was truly blessed to have such a wonderful mother. Matthew 5, 4. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. 
we find comfort in knowing that she is at peace, no longer in pain, and she is with Jesus. My dad, Robert, her daughter, and our sister, Barbara Lynn, her mother, Phyllis, her aunt, Grace, whom was great, who was a big sister to her, and all of her family and friends in heaven. We miss you, yet we know that it is not goodbye, that we will see you again and share all of our wonderful life's journeys with you. We will always cherish you in our hearts. We love you, Bob. Thank you, John. What a beautiful testimony to your mother and to our friend and to our sister in Christ. I suppose the only blemish that Barbara had on the record of her life was that she was on the pastoral nominating committee that brought me here. Um, but it means that she was one of the first people that I had the chance to know here at Church of the Palms. And I remember uh, sitting in, in the interview room when uh, the, the committee had gathered to interview me and there was this lovely, stately woman sitting at the table with very little to say. Um, and I sat there wondering, what does this mean? <laughs> this silence from this quiet, um, confident, and certain person, what did it mean? Well, it meant, like with most wise people, they um, choose the time at which to say what needs to be said. And it was always wonderful to see her eyes brighten when she began to talk about the ministries of which she was a part, Stephen Ministry, the food pantry, the women's circles, and all the many quiet ways that she sort of made her way around this congregation and touched so many different souls. So uh, from that, we were able to uh, develop a wonderful friendship. And um, I always looked forward to the time when we would either see each other in the courtyard on our way to church, or um, I would see her in that pew over there that, from which she never departed her entire time here at Church of the Palms. The world wasn't quite right if Barbara wasn't sitting in that pew, and I missed seeing her, especially over these last uh, several months as she's not been able to attend. But uh, she always would call me dear friend, and I, maybe that was not uh, unique to me, but I know that uh, Barbara chose her words carefully, and it meant that um, for her, relationships were so significant, and with so many different people in her quiet and gentle way, she would connect with people, and uh, at, a, at a level perhaps deeper than most. So we, um, we've had a wonderful journey together, she and I, and I have uh, been able to watch from a distance the many ways by which she was able to connect with so many different people and perform this great ministry. Uh, and it made me ask this question, what is it that as we think about her life and as we think about her legacy, what is it that Barbara had to teach us? And um, 
first of all, I wonder if what Barbara had to teach us in her quiet, confident, and certain way was that life, first of all, is in the learning. Um, certainly, as we are hearing about the tea and mother, uh, life is in the learning, right? Life is in the discovery. And uh, what a wonderful uh, calling that she had in her journey to be a teacher and to teach at so many different levels, not just subject matter, but as a guidance counselor, as a dean of students, as an administrator. Um, she had such a way of being able to teach and to encourage us in the life of learning, uh, especially in her travels. I'm sure she exemplified that by going to all those places in the world uh, that through which she would learn more and then to put all those things in her binders and her photo albums so that we might be able to learn ourselves uh, from her experiences. So life is in the learning. Life is also in the doing. Um, you know, it's not one thing to learn and have everything up in our minds and in our brains, but for Barbara, life was in the doing. Life was in the applying what you've learned into the experience of life. And so life was in the doing, exercising her faith and her deep, deep faith in so many ways. We've been talking about the fruit of the Spirit here at Church of the Palms over these last several months. And uh, life is in the exhibition of the fruit of the Spirit. And, um, and Barbara did that in so many amazing ways. And then life is in the caring. Um, life is in the, the gentle way by which we come alongside of other people and remind them that they are that we are there for them, that they are loved, that they are there to be encouraged. And as I said, Barbara did that in so many uh, beautiful and simple ways um, and organized ways for that matter. Um, she, she never did anything without a plan. So we have this wonderful legacy and it reminds us uh, of how foundation is built, that uh, civilizations are built upon foundations such as this. And um, I, I think about that when I think about that, that place in that pew, that fixed point um, upon which the foundations of Church of the Palms have been built, upon which civilization gets built. Those who, who know that what life is all about, that life is more than self. Life is about one's relationship with God and one's relationship with others and in the doing of the word and not simply the teaching of the word. So we rejoice in our dear sister and we give thanks for what God has done in her life and how God has touched us through her life. And we give thanks that in her faith in Jesus Christ, we are assured of her life eternal. And that as John mentioned, we can be assured of our reunion with her and to know that we will be gathered together in the communion with God and find there the great peace which passes all understanding. Thanks be to God. Praise God from whom and to whom all blessings flow. Let us pray. O God, our Father, from whom we come and into whom we return and in whom we live and move and have our being, we praise you for your good gift of life, for its wonder and mystery, its friendships. We give thanks for the ties that bind us to each other and for your loving and patient dealings with us and for the meaning that lies hidden in the heart of sorrow and for your guiding hand along the way of our pilgrimage. We give thanks for this, your servant, your child, Barbara Zeller, recalling all in her that may others love her. And we're grateful for the good and gracious influences in her home 
and for all who minister to her best life. And we thank you for the goodness and truth that have passed from her life into the lives of others and have made the world richer for her presence. And we bless your name for the revelation of yourself and of your love in our Lord Jesus Christ and for the hope set before us in the gospel. And we thank you that deep in the human heart is an unquenchable trust that life does not end with death, that the Father who made us will care for us beyond the bound of vision even as he cares for us here on this earth. And we praise your name for the resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, who is the source of our hope, not only today, but in all days. And we pray for the comfort of your presence and the ministry of your Holy Spirit. Renew within us the gifts of faith, patience, and enduring love. And as we step out upon the world, may we sense that though we've lost one whom we've loved, we've not lost you, and that as you have received this your child, so too will you receive us. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, amen.
Following the benediction, I will be escorting the family down the center aisle to just outside, and you are invited and welcome to greet them there. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with you now and forevermore, world without end and life without end. Amen. Mm -hmm.